And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. Thank you for tuning in this week. We are continuing our series on your identity in Christ and with a specific look at the topic of faith. Remember, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith without works is dead. We need to use the measure of faith that the Lord has given us for His glory and for good use. We must not let it stay dormant in us when we have a great tool that God has given us to use. So we're going to recap from the past couple of weeks on this topic of faith that we've been talking about. We learned, for example, according to Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1, that God has given all of us an equal measure of faith. He hasn't given pastors or bishops or apostles extra faith that he hasn't given to anyone else. We, we've all got the same amount. And remember that we had to believe by faith in our salvation. So even if you're not born again, you have been given faith to believe in the one who loves you, Jesus Christ, and also God the Father and the Holy Spirit. You are much loved and you're welcomed into the kingdom of his beloved son today. If you would just receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior in your heart today, open up your heart and receive him. He is there to take all of your chains off. He's there to get rid of all of your addictions, all of your problems, if you would just give them to him. But you must confess Jesus as Lord. Make him your Lord, and not money your Lord, not sport your Lord, not gambling your Lord, not lust of the eyes your Lord. Make Jesus your Lord. Don't make the devil your Lord. Make Jesus your Lord. So according to Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1, and God has given all of us an equal measure of faith. The ability to have faith, to believe and trust in God, but also to be able to speak to situations, to speak to the mountains that Jesus told us to speak to and tell them what you want them to do in the name of Jesus. As it says in Mark chapter 11, verse 23 to 24. Last week, we also discussed that in order to use the faith that the Lord has given us to trust in Him, to believe in Him for salvation, to believe in Him for healing, restoration, for being released from captivity of substance abuse and alcohol and lust of the eyes, whatever it may be, in order to actually see things come about, in order to see your prayers come true, you have to believe, but also not doubt in your heart that what you say will come to pass. You have to believe, but not allow fear, doubt, or unbelief in at the same time. Some read and remember many verses from the Word of God, do Bible studies with others, and feel good afterwards for having received that alive and active God-breathed Word, sharper than a two-edged sword. These Bible studies have to happen. We do need to be in the Word of God. But some of us might realize that, well, we're reading these verses, we believe that they exist in the Bible, and we have accepted that the Bible is truth. But that is where it stops. That is where we need to use the faith God has given us to speak God's word over a situation without doubting. Uh, otherwise, we are in fear or just simple unbelief. You can recall a verse, and you like to say it, but it's powerless without faith pushing it towards the bullseye. I said it again. You can recall a verse and you like to say it, but it's powerless 
it has no power without your faith believing in that verse and pushing it towards the bullseye. That bullseye is whatever situation you are directing God's word to. If it's, I'm going to lay hands on this person so that they are healed. I'm going to lay hands on the sick so that they shall recover. That is the bullseye. That is the mountain. I'm going to command this cancer out of this person in Jesus' name. That is your faith in believing that when you speak to that mountain, when you speak to that cancer, that cancer will move. That mountain will be cast into the sea. That's the bullseye. The bullseye is the cancer that that word has to hit by faith without doubt. And then that cancer will bow its knee to the name of Jesus. That cancer will leave because you are a son or daughter of God and you are a believer and you're speaking your father's word, your father's word, and that is Jesus himself. Jesus is the word. He's the word made flesh. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 And these verses are all in the Amplified Classic Edition. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Well, you say to yourself, well, it says there that it's God's word coming out of God's mouth. But remember that God is in you. You are in God. So out of your belly is flowing rivers of living waters. Out of your heart is the Lord's word, and you're speaking it forth out of your mouth. When God's word is spoken, whether it's spoken by God himself or you, it's still God's word being spoken. And according to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, God's word is alive and active. And God never said that he can be the only one to speak it. He told his prophets to speak his word. He would tell them what to say. And when they spoke, things happened. When Elijah spoke, things happened. When Samuel spoke, things happened. And we can speak today. And Elijah and Samuel, they were not in Christ. Jesus had not yet come to the earth. He had not yet died, been buried and resurrected, had not ascended. And they did not have the Holy Spirit indwelling them. Now we must rejoice and realize that we are blessed to have God living in us, the creator of the universe, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit within us, and that power is with them. God is power. God is love. You have everything you need if you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. So when you speak God's word, God is already in you. It's coming out of you. So therefore, it will accomplish what God desires and pleases and purposes, because if you have faith and you believe that it will happen and you don't doubt that it will happen, it shall happen because you are on the same page as God. You are wanting what God wants because you have his heart in you. You want the same outcome. You want that person to be healed. You want that person to be set free from their addictions. You want that person to be saved. You want that person to be set free from whatever they're going through. Amen? There are some who can recall verses and even speak God's promises over a situation with a loved one or an acquaintance, but because they do not trust God with their whole heart, because they do not trust his nature, because they think he is fickle, their faith is canceled by unbelief and doubt. The supernatural cannot occur when there is unbelief and doubt in the mixture with faith. 
So the entire prayer or declaration has no power and it falls to the ground in these situations. This is why it's critical to become acquainted with the Lord, to get to know him in whatever private secret place around you that you can go to. Your bedroom, your closet, your car, your garden shed, walking in a field. You do not have to be still in your body to know that he is God. You just have to be still in your mind and allow God's voice to get through to you. But I say this about the importance of knowing God because if you get to know the character, the nature of the Lord's heart and his love for you and his creation, then you are far more likely to see miracles and your prayers answered because you will not have a doubt that what you say will come to pass. And we can get to know God's nature by not just spending time with him, but reading the word of God and seeing, for example, the Lord's long-suffering and many, many opportunities for the children of Israel to come back to him. They would come back to him and then they would go and worship other gods and then the Lord would forgive them. Come and let us reason, the Lord said to the children of Israel. Come and let us reason after they had gone astray. Repeatedly, the children of Israel would be disobedient. They would not trust in him. Even after all the Lord done for them and took them out of Egypt, they still complained to him, but he still had mercy and grace upon them. His loving kindness is everlasting. So, We can understand, for example, the loving kindness of the Father. We know that he is good. Different things happen to you every day or around you every day, but you can influence how many good things and divinely orchestrated events are mixed in with those other events by using your voice and speaking God's word. You can even speak God's word over your situation that you're going through during the day And you will supernaturally see that your day became easier because you decided to do that. We will give you examples in the next few weeks of how to put this into practice. But it's very important for me to get across to you today and maybe even continuing into next week. wanting to build this foundation of understanding the Lord so that your faith that he's already given you, you can use it more effectively and you'll see more and more miracles happen, more and more great situations and outcomes happen by the hand of the Lord because you don't doubt in your heart when you speak or believe for something. Because when you have faith for something, faith is believing in God. Faith is trusting in what God said would happen. For me, personally, Because I know the Lord is good, and he wants me to succeed, he wants me to have my soul prospering, he wants other people to be completely restored, free of addictions, completely healed. He's already paid for them to be healed. As far as he is concerned, he already healed everyone. The payment for everyone's healing is already through the stripes of his son Jesus at the whipping post. All we have to do now is believe that that's the case and not doubt in our hearts and If you're the sick person and you're still suffering, then a believer needs to come and believe by faith and lay hands on you so that you shall recover or speak to you across a phone line or WhatsApp or whatever it needs to take. But faith has to be there without any doubt or unbelief. And then you will see the Lord's hand because heaven has the currency of faith. Heaven doesn't run on money. Heaven runs on faith. And so when we use faith, we are using that same currency. We are exchanging faith 
and we are seeing the result of miracles based on what we believe in. So we can influence these good and divinely orchestrated events, mix them in with our other events that are going on every day, using your voice and speaking God's word. Why else did God allow us to be baptized in his Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues? Well, one of the reasons is he needed to have us speak his perfect will. And that's what happens when you pray in the Holy Ghost, Jude chapter 1, verse 20, building yourself up in your most holy faith. That's speaking in tongues. Why else would tongues need to come forth from our vocal cords? Well, because the declarations of prayer, the utterances of the Holy Spirit, those rivers of living waters, have to come out of our bellies, out of the mouths of God's children. Whether we understand the tongue or not, God gets things done by speaking. And he wants us to understand that we can do the same works and greater than even Jesus while he was on the earth, according to Jesus himself. Jesus is the word and the word became flesh. Once you get to know him more, you can trust him more. The same with God the Father. Besides, Jesus represents his Father and is this exact imprint of his nature, according to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. So if you have seen Jesus, you have seen the Father. So God is not fickle. He doesn't kill one day and heal the next. Jesus said he came not to do his own will, but to do the will of his Father. Jesus said it was the works the Father did through him, not his own. So that means that God the Father's heart was on display through his Son while he was here on the earth, and the Father's heart of love for his creation was always the same before and since Jesus came to the earth. So knowing this, and coming to the point where you spend that quality time with the Lord and sense his presence in your life, read the truth that is his word that was forever settled and fixed in heaven, according to Psalm 119, verse 89. Getting to know him, your trust increases because you get to know him. You get to know his nature. You get to know his ways. Well, people will say, well, the Lord's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Well, remember that that was an Old Testament verse. You have to look at things through the cross and what the cross did to establish the new covenant, the New Testament. Now we are one with the Lord. We are in Christ, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Remember that Romans chapter 12, verse 2 the Apostle Paul writes that we are not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Renewing our mind is to read the Word of God, to chew it, chew on it like a cow chews on cud. Contemplate it, meditate constantly on it, day and night, according to Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. Well, when we renew our mind, our mind starts to think the ways that God thinks. Because you're thinking about His Word, and that's what God's thoughts are about, his word. That's what he spoke. That's what he breathed, according to Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. The word of God is God-breathed. So now we are one with the Lord. We are in Christ. Christ is in us, the hope of glory. The more we know who we are and that we are co-workers, co-laborers with God, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, believing by faith. So God the Father can do his supernatural miracles through us and our words. 
which should be his words, then we realize we know his ways and we begin to think like he thinks. We know to go over and pray for someone without being nudged by the Holy Spirit to do it because we know the Lord's ways. We don't need to be told. We know that his heart is to want to help people, to get people healed, reconciled, saved. So the faith that we have been given a measure of, we can lay hands on a sick person and believe that by the stripes of Jesus, that person was already healed according to 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24 and according to Mark chapter 11 verse 23 to 24 if we don't doubt whatever we speak it will be done for us and why not because it was already paid for god paid for everything a shopkeeper would be stealing from you if you gave them the money for the food at the cash register but then they put the food back on the shelf. Because when you pay for something, it becomes your property. And so why do we think that God may not heal the person that he's already paid for them to be healed? There is one answer only, and Jesus told his disciples this answer in Matthew chapter 17, verse 19 to 20. And you'll remember that this was the man who brought the boy to Jesus, saying his disciples could not cast out the demon. So Matthew chapter 17, verse 19 Then the disciples came to Jesus and asked privately, Why could we not drive it out? Verse 20, He said to them, Because of the littleness of your faith. That is, your lack of firmly relying trust. The verse goes on, but I want to repeat that. Because this is the simple answer as to why sometimes we can't cast out demons or we have a hard time doing it, or we pray for a person to get well and we do not see them healed even after a long time, because healings sometimes are not instant, they take a time, but sometimes we don't see it for a very long time, if not at all. And this is the reason, because of the littleness of our faith, Jesus says. So it is important to have a firmly relying trust, according to this verse. We have to use faith, but without unbelief mixed in with it. No doubt is allowed. Jesus continues to say here in verse 20, For truly I say to you, if you have faith that is living like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder place, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. In Mark chapter 9, verse 23 to 24, we see the same situation where the man is saying he believes, but then asks the Lord to help his unbelief. So verse 23 says, And Jesus said, You say to me, if you can do anything? Why, all things can be, are possible to him who believes. At once the father of the boy gave an eager, piercing, inarticulate cry with tears, and he said, Lord, I believe, constantly help my weakness of faith. Weakness of faith is the terms used in the Amplified Classic Edition. Other versions will say, help my unbelief. So it is possible to have some doubt which then cancels out the effectiveness of your faith. Even though your mind knows the verse is in the Bible and that the Bible is the truth. It's just that for whatever reason, you never saw this type of sickness get healed before, so you're doubting. Maybe that's the reason you never saw it. You have to settle it in your heart. Your mind may say it's in the Bible. I remember this verse. I can recite it without looking at the page. But your heart 
has yet to believe. You have to settle it in yourself. I accept that this is truth. Your heart has to believe. You just have to say, I will not allow what I see, smell, hear, taste to be more important than what the Word of God says about the situation in front of me. We cannot write our own version of the Bible based on our experience in life. The Bible needs to become our experience in life. James chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. James writes, If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God, who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly, without reproaching or fault-finding, and it will be given him. Only it must be in faith that he asks, with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates and doubts, is like the billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. Verse 7, For truly let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks for from the Lord. Verse 8, For being as he is a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. So that is what happens. You're unable to receive from the Lord, not because the Lord wants to hold something back from you, but he's unable to get it through to you because the doubt is blocking him. The doubt, the unbelief is blocking what has already been paid for for you or the person in front of you because you may be in doubt or unbelief or fear. So if you can get rid of those things by knowing the Lord, knowing his character and his nature, and that he's always a giving God. Everything good comes down from the Father of lights. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. He's just given us everything. He gave us his son. In the face of us complaining to him and sinning in his face, he gave us his son. He's always trying to give. He gives us everything. Now we have to just trust that his nature has not changed. He's continuing to give. He's giving his power by his Holy Spirit to resurrect the dead, to heal the sick, to bring eyesight back to the blind. So all he needs is for you to believe by faith and for me to believe for you. If you don't have the faith, then do not doubt in your heart and it will be given to you according to Mark chapter 11, verse 23. To 24. And we'll stop it there for this week. We have much more to discuss on this topic of faith. We are laying the foundation because a foundation has to be placed for a house to stand, for the walls of a house and the roof to stand and not blow over in a storm or even a little wind. So we have to build the foundation. The foundation is the word of God, but also knowing the Lord, knowing the word, but knowing him. Because when you know him, then no one can talk you out of what God is all about. And you will see miracles every day. Your life will turn around. It will improve. You will become an even bigger blessing to other people because your faith will be more effective because you'll have no doubt and no unbelief and no fear. All right. If you'd like to become a partner with us, you can get in touch with us through touchofgod.world, our website, tog.world. You can also fill out a prayer request on that website, tog.world, and you can call us if you'd like for prayer. It's country code 1-407-705-3151. That's country code 1-407-705-3151.
And until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.